everybody. Good morning. This is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspective that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about going back and fixing it. All right, what's up, people? Welcome to the show. This hostess with the mostest, Jordan Tremaine, another Perspectal. Today, um, we're continuing the epic saga, like a Korean miniseries drama. So epic, so much drama. Um, of previously, it's involved um, the episode series uh, started with pu- puzzle pieces, um, and we're building a different arc um, where it's going puzzle pieces, and then it went how to change your type. And today, we're going to talk about uh, going back and fixing it. I forgot to add, or it didn't occur to me at the time, that this new arc, so the last episode, um, How to Change Your Type, also in a large part has to do with um, the episode Practice Makes Permanent. So, um, Practice Makes Permanent. Okay. Um, That episode, Practice Makes Permanent, real short cliff notes on it. There's this idea, practice makes perfect, so you just practice enough and you'll get good at something. Kind of true, but also kind of misleading, and practice makes permanent kind of just hammers in this idea where it's not about that, because I think that's misleading because it makes you think you're going to get good at something by practicing. And that's true, but you got to really look at what you're practicing, because if you're practicing the wrong thing, you're going to get perfect at the wrong thing. But when you say practice makes perfect, I think we think like, hey, we're going to get good at the thing I intend to get good at. But when we say practice makes permanent, it's more like I'm going to just get good at whatever I'm practicing. And if I'm practicing the wrong thing, I'm going to just get good at the wrong thing. Um, and so I think that has a lot to do with the last episode, uh, which was how to change your type, where that's a form of practice makes permanent. So, uh, we were talking about investing in your time, your effort, your life resources, and your financial resources into things you agree with and then over time you'll build habits that are in line with those which i was vaguely alluding to as your values and in this way you practice being in alignment with your values through your behavior and that makes uh, how you behave more in line with your values as more of a habit where it gets easier and easier as you actually act on it Um, and so that was kind of a specific example of how to use the puzzle pieces idea which go back and listen to it or go listen to how to change your type if you want to um recap on that um uh, how to change your type was a specific example of um acting on the puzzle pieces idea and today go back and fix it is a pro tip for this specific example of how to change your type for this general idea of puzzle pieces. So I'll put all of these uh, episode references in the description of today's episode. If you don't know, as a short form, I just put hashtags in front of all the names of the episodes that are related in the description. So whatever you see a a hashtag of in the description of this episode, boom, you can like scroll down through the last whatever billion episodes I've done and the ones that match those titles, you got it right there. Those are the ones that are the, the Lego blocks that click in with this one to, to build more complex concepts. All right, so background done. And it only took me like four minutes, so that's what's up. Um, 
hopping into today's idea, it's a pro tip because uh, in that last episode of how to change your type, I was basically like, hey, um, stop rewarding behavior that's problematic. Reward behavior that aligns with your values. Reward behavior that you agree with. And behavior is kind of this like hand wavy term where the example I was using was like how to change your type, how to stop being attracted to certain attributes of people. And sometimes physical features are not a behavior um, and all that kind of stuff. So behavior, attribute, thing. Just think about it as thing. Um, how to not be attracted to this thing, this aspect, this attribute, this behavior in somebody else. Um, you stop rewarding it. Um, and you think of all the little actions you do in your daily life, the thoughts that you have, the attention that you do, the magazines that you open, the things, the people you follow on Instagram. Um, if you don't want to be attracted to people just because they're physically attractive, did you follow a bunch of Instagram models and you look at like women in bikinis all day? Um, that's paying attention and rewarding that behavior. You're paying attention. You're handing over this currency called your attention. You're paying it to this idea that attraction is important because you're paying attention for it. Um, you're not paying money. I mean, maybe you could be paying money. Maybe you fund some person's OnlyFans account or um, I don't know, buy certain magazines or whatever, but you're proving to yourself over and over and over by doing this on small scales and large scales, by complimenting people, by having certain thoughts, by associating with certain people, that those attributes that they have are valuable. Um, and in the last episode, there's a way to listen to it that seems a little overwhelming where I was just like, hey, just stop doing that and then you'll be fine. And that's that could be really hard because it's like um, telling somebody, oh, uh, you believe in this religion? You've been this religion your whole life? Um, yeah, just stop and you'll be good. Like that, that could be super difficult. Um, because maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe everybody you know, the whole community you live in, has been built around this this religion. So like, it's like telling a fish, like, yeah, just stop living in the water, just live in land, and you'll be good. Um, and that could be super overwhelming and seem very hostile and all that kind of stuff. And so this pro tip is trying to break down this puzzle piece idea even further into something that I've found to be effective in helping me to actually make a long-term change and keep it and basically when i was saying stop rewarding behavior i think as a realistic strategy to update um what you're attracted to and this could be a food it could be an attribute of another person it could be a type of person it could be a substance whatever it is um if you can find things in your life that you're doing or agreeing with or validating or whatever that are in line with uh, supporting this idea that the problematic thing is valuable. Um, so like to go back to the, um, I think uh, treating people better just because they're attractive is problematic. If I think that's true, um, but I'm following a bunch of Instagram models and like looking at them posing and dressing sexy and all that stuff all the time. I'm actually with my behavior saying, no, 
actually being physically attractive is important. It is valuable, and I'm contributing my resources, my time, my effort to validating this by following them and watching all these things. And so if you can find stuff like that, like you following the Instagram model, like you paying for meals just because somebody is, is physically attractive, like you um, giving gifts to people, or, or this is a really good one, letting them get away with stuff that you would never let an ugly person get away with um, just because they're pretty. Oh, that's such a good one. Um, that's more of a big one. That's not a little thing to me. That's like, this is so big. But um, if you can find behaviors or situations where you're providing preferential treatment to this problematic thing, it's probably going to be in a lot of areas. Um, and just if you're like, oh, this is problematic, I want to stop uh, being so attracted to people just because they're pretty. Maybe pretty is okay, but I don't, want to, I, I don't want that to be like the defining factor of why I'm attracted to them. Find these little things and one at a time try and stop or try to dial back. Um, so um, I had this thing where I got caught up in social media for a while, so I was like pseudo-addicted to like death scrolling on Instagram and I was trying to stop being personally I was trying to stop being um I guess attracted to women more because of their physical features and I wanted to start being attracted to people because they were like doing things they controlled like most people are born attractive or not attractive and I wanted to be like no I want it to be a matter of what they did their merit like are they smart do they have good character traits um have they made good decisions in their life? Like, that's what I wanted to be more attracted to. So I just started having this habit of, like, um, unfollowing people who were dressing what I would call um, not modestly. And every time, I'd just be scrolling through, and every time I saw somebody, I would just, that was, like, what I would call dressing not modestly. I just unfollowed them. And that doesn't mean I hate that person or I want to stop being friends with them or whatever. I just don't want that image to come to my eye. Because with Instagram, like as you scroll through and your eye looks at it, it's like you're forced to pay attention because it's like right in front of your face. So I'm like, I don't want that in my life because I'm trying to not reward that behavior. So yeah, I mean, over time I unfriended or unfollowed like hundreds of people. And sometimes like half of the stuff somebody posts is good but then there's some stuff they post that's problematic, and then I see like a post that's problematic that, that I'm like, oh, I want to look at that because yeah, I'm attracted to that. But then I'm like, no, I'm trying not to be attracted to that. And then I'm like, dang, why you got to post a picture like that? That ugh, unfollow because I made that rule. And like I'm slowly moving towards this like not rewarding that behavior. That's one example, and I'd start doing it in other places. Um, uh, and... This idea of go back and fix it is, I think, the realistic approach to changing your type or updating uh, what you're attracted to is to, first of all, take that step to diagnose the situation. What's going on? What am I attracted to? Am I attracted to this food type? Am I attracted to this, this personal trait of somebody? Am I attracted to short girls with black hair or something like I don't know, whatever it is. Um, and then if you think that's problematic... I keep letting short girls with black hair uh, exist around me and have bad behavior, and I don't treat them as harshly as I do everyone else. I give them passes, and I'm, oh, it's okay, and that's not good. 
So I say find things like that Instagram thing I was talking about where you're promoting this thing as valuable. You're giving value to this thing that's causing you to make problematic decisions or be attracted to things that are problematic. And slowly start one by one uh, experimenting. Like, hey, if I stopped giving it value in this way, this idea that I'm attracted to, if I stopped giving it value in this way um, and, and focused my energy, my attention, my money, my whatever in a different way to something else, um, what, what would happen? And it's just like um, if I was – if I had a bad diet and I was like, oh, I need to eat better. My cholesterol's too high and I might get a heart attack. I don't think you should totally change your diet all in one day. That's probably going to give your body shock and then you're going to hate yourself because everything tastes weird and you probably get sick because you're not used to eating all that food. Um, and you might, it, it's, 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 it's very likely that you'll just give up and go back to what you were doing. I'm saying change one thing. Maybe, uh, uh well, I, I know I don't drink enough water, so let me try drinking some water. That's one thing. And then maybe make a rule like every day when I wake up, I'm going to drink a cup of water. And you do that, and you do that, and that's kind of like the Instagram thing that I was talking about. And then once you got that unlocked, okay, what's something else? And you're like, um, well, I know that when I get stressed out, I always like to eat Reese's peanut butter cups, um, and that's also not good for my cholesterol or whatever. And that's another thing you found, and that's a behavior. And then you're like, okay, maybe I should stop rewarding this behavior that's like I'm doing it. I'm rewarding it. I'm giving resources to it. Maybe I should find ways to make it more difficult or um, stop eating these Reese's peanut butter cups all the time. Um, and you do, you do these things one by one. And over time, if you keep doing these one onesies and twosies step by step you'd be amazed at how many steps you'd take over a long period of time which is that investing little by little little by little and the dividends are growing over more and more over time so don't try to like tackle mount everest uh all in one day uh it's, it's like step by step and for whatever for whatever thing you're trying to change and i've found that this really helps me because sometimes i struggle with stuff and I'll struggle for different reasons, where sometimes I'll struggle because I don't even realize it's a problem, and I keep falling into this trap because I'm so used to it, and it's only like much later, like a week later or maybe an hour later, I'm like, oh, dang, I did it. I did the thing. Dang it. I did the thing again. Mm. Um, or sometimes I know it's wrong, and I'm just doing it because my self-control in that area is low or um, w whatever, but I'm like actively, like I'm knowledgeable. I'm like, okay, this is the thing I know I shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> It'll just be this one last time. Whatever kind of dumb mental tricks I tell myself so I can make up an excuse and like continue to do the thing I think is problematic. Um, so there's, there's different reasons why I struggle with different things. Um, but one of the things I've found is if, if you're struggling, like, uh, I'm going to uh, drink a cup of water every morning when I wake up, and that's going to help me um, with my diet, with my health, because I'm always dehydrated. And you're struggling with that. That's, like, hard for you to do. Maybe you forget to do it, um, or you wake up and you don't want to do it or something like that, but then later in the day you're like, oh, dang, I should have done it. Um, go back and do it. That's what I mean by go back and fix it. This This is... I think effective for a couple of reasons, and I'm going to see if I can meter out some of the different reasons why it's effective. But like, uh, 
like if you're always making dumb purchases for like you go to Target and you're supposed to buy like a potato peeler, but then you end up with like two dresses and some face wash and a bottle of wine. Um, and then you like, you're leaving and you had, you were like, I'm only, I'm going to go to Target. I'm only going to buy a potato peeler and I'm going to leave. And then you don't even buy a potato peeler and you go and you buy all this other stuff. And you're like, man, Jordan, you do you do this every time you try to go to Target and buy a thing. And then you, you just buy all this other crazy stuff and you never get what you need to do. Why do you keep doing that? If you are really like down for the cause and you're trying to make a change, even if you got home, even if it's tomorrow when you realize like you shouldn't have done that, get that stuff you bought, put it in a bag, drive back to Target and return it. If you were supposed to drink water in the morning and let's say you put uh, water on your there's like a cup of water that you leave out on your kitchen counter. So when you get, you wake up in the morning, it's already set up for you. You don't got to do nothing. You just got to drink it. But even still, you don't. And you're like driving to work and you're like, oh, if I didn't, I didn't drink the water. Turn around, drive back home and drink that cup of water. I don't want you to get fired from your job. But this is about teaching yourself that this is actually important. It's not something you can ignore. It's not something you can negotiate. It's something that needs to be done. And it's for, you know, every once in a while you forget or whatever, but go back and fix it, especially if it's inconvenient. Like if you are like, oh man, I gotta stop just asking all these girls out just because they're pretty. And then you, you tell yourself that and you're like, okay, and then I'm going to stop following these girls on Instagram. Cool. And then you go to this party and this girl is pretty and then you, you forget this rule and you start talking to her and then you ask her out on a date and she's like, ha oh, yeah, let's go. Call her up. Like once you regain your senses and you're like, oh, I told myself I wasn't going to do that. Call her up or text her or whatever way is effective and cancel that date. And you don't need to be rude. But if you're trying to make a change and you told yourself you're going to shift a behavior and you don't do it, you mess up, you make a mistake, you compromise, you forget, go back and fix it. Number one, you're, you did the thing. So you're, in, you're reinforcing a habit by actually going back and doing it. That's great. But the more important thing is essentially what you're doing is embarrassing yourself. You're telling yourself you messed up and you're proving to yourself that in the future, if you mess up, you are going to inconvenience yourself in order to make it right. And usually that you only have to do this, you only have to go back and fix it once or twice because then you really know. When you, when you walk by that water in the kitchen that you were supposed to drink in the morning, you drink it because you're like, I don't have time to get halfway to work and then have to drive back because I forgot to, I didn't, I told myself some stupid lie. Oh, you don't have time to drink it. Oh, I'm not thirsty, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're going to drink it and it's going to be easier for you because you went through that whole thing of embarrassing yourself or 
holding yourself accountable and going back and fixing it. Um, this is not a fun or easy thing to do in a lot of cases, and it's very frustrating and embarrassing. Um, even if nobody else thinks it's embarrassing, you having to march back into Target and return that stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, <sighs> then everybody's going to see me. Like, nobody else knows, but you know, so it's embarrassing for you. And then the cashier is going to ask you that, like, oh, why are you returning this stuff? And then you're going to have that, like, oh, should I tell them? Should I give them the whole store? You just say, I'm just returning it. Um, and it's all good. But you feel that uneasiness. You feel that discomfort of you being forced to do the thing you said you were going to do. And that, like, not only puts you more on track, like, it invests in doing the right thing, but it teaches you that it's, it's not acceptable to forget. It's not acceptable to decide not to do it. If, um, if you said you were going to wake up and do 25 push-ups every morning and you forgot to do it or whatever, and let's say you wake up at 6 o'clock and then you, know, you, you got to the office at like 8 or something like that, and you're like, oh, I forgot to do my 25. As soon as you think that and you're in a safe place, like, don't do it on the staircase or maybe don't do it in the bathroom because it's gross to do it there. But do those 25 push-ups. Go out, leave the bathroom, do those push-ups, and let your coworkers watch you. Let, um, let you be two minutes late to that meeting. Let you, like, that's the point because you messed up, so you need to fix it. And you don't need someone else to make you fix it. You need to make you fix it. And it's better if it's embarrassing. It's better if, you know, your coworker walks by with his coffee cup like, hey, man, we don't got time to go to the gym. What's up with you? And you're like, oh, man, I told myself I was going to do 25 this morning, and I forgot. I just remember right now, so I'm catching up. Like, you'd be surprised how not only is that a totally okay thing to do because humans forget, and then they have to remember that that's a normal human thing that most people aren't going to laugh at you for. But somebody else would be like, oh, man, you do 25 every morning? Maybe I should do that. And maybe you even find somebody – uh, Bob with the coffee cup that's like, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, I'll do that too. And then in the morning when you get to work now and you walk by Bob, he's like, you do your 25? And then you're like, yeah, you do your 25? And he's like, no. And you're like, get down and give me 25. And then that's now you have somebody to help. Like it, it's this whole thing that helps you build momentum. And it's, it's really what accountability is all about. It's more like self-accountability. Um, if you always are... Um, jumping into conclusions and popping off and saying a bunch of crazy stuff to people and not letting them tell their side of the story and it's like making a bunch of relationships much harder and um, maybe it's a coping strategy maybe as soon as you feel uncomfortable you need to blame shift or something like that whatever whatever whatever. and you're starting to realize this and you're like oh this is a problem maybe I shouldn't do this um, and you're like I'm gonna stop doing this I'm gonna try and listen I'm gonna try and uh, have conversations instead of just making problems and arguing and stuff and then you do that, and you like you, you mess up, and you get triggered or whatever, and you pop off, and you're like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 I hate you, blah, 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 and you yell at somebody and storm off like you normally do. As soon as you come back to your senses and realize what you did, go back and fix it. Go back to that person and be like, hey, um, I, I did a thing. I, I didn't listen to you, and I yelled at you, and that was not good. It was, it was my fault, and I apologize. 
um, is there anything I can do to restore tranquility so we can get back to this, to a, a good conversation? I, I do want to hear what you were going to say, um, which is embarrassing. It's not fun. It's not something you want to do, but it's this holding yourself accountable that really can help you with uh, actually establishing and maintaining the habit. And I want to look at this for a second from a different perspective, which is what happens when you don't go back and fix it? Because like we said in that previous episode, which was, um, I forgot the name of it. We just did it last week or something like that. Um, How to Change Your Type. It's about building habits, about doing stuff over time, about making that investment every week and building up that investment so you can get dividends. It's about building this habit by, by rewarding the behaviors you want and not rewarding the behaviors you don't want. And every time you mess up, every time you don't get that drink of water, every time you don't do that 25 push-ups, every time you buy a bunch of stuff you didn't need from Target, and this is all, like, you don't have to drink water every morning. You don't have to do push-ups every morning. You can buy whatever you want from Target. But if you told yourself, like, hey, I thought about it. This is problematic. I'm going to make a switch. I'm going to try and update this habit. And then you fall back you struggle, you relapse, whatever, whatever, and you don't go back and fix it, if you don't go back and fix it, what are you doing? You're investing in the problematic behavior. You're saying it's okay. You're saying it's not really important to drink that water. You could just forget. It's fine. I'll just have a cheat day. It's okay. It's fine. It's good. If you're trying to budget and then you go buy some stupid thing that you know you don't need and you're like, oh, I had a cheat day. Oh, I made a mistake. Go return it. Um, and the more difficult it is to do, the more the lesson will stick. If you bought somebody a gift, you knew you had no business um, buying for them because it was too expensive or they didn't deserve it or something like that. This may sound wild, but you can go talk to them and explain the situation and see if you could fix it. And even if they're like, no, you gave it to me, it's mine, I'm not going to give it back so you can return it because you shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. Even if they don't return it, you tried. You gave an honest effort to do that, and that sets you up next time when you're going to make some ridiculous purchase and like buy some person you've been dating for a month a new iPhone or something like that. Then you're like, ugh, mm. because last time I did this, I had to go and talk to them and try to, I had to try to get it back. And then it was this big old argument, and then blah, blah, blah. We broke up anyway, so you're like, maybe I just won't buy it in the first... And then that's the good thing, because now, because you've went and fixed it in the past, you've embarrassed yourself in the past, you've learned... It helps you learn that lesson. It helps you change that mindset. It helps materialize the new reward system, the new value system, and you start being able to think about it rather than just making impulsive decisions. Um, and that's good. That's a good thing. Um, sometimes you can't return it. So maybe, I don't know, like if you can return Starbucks drinks. I think a lot of people have struggle with uh, buying Starbucks drinks all the time. Um, so like you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not, not buy Starbucks anymore because it's, I'm trying to change my health, a bunch of sugar. I just, you know, I just learned that these pink unicorn drinks are made out of almost all sugar. So crazy. Um, maybe maybe you're, you're at that stage in your life and... You're like, I need to stop. But then it's been such a part of your routine that you buy another one. And you could, now that it's in your hand and you bought it, even though you said you wouldn't, once you realize it and you're like, oh, dang it. I said I wouldn't buy this. 
Maybe you can't return it. I don't know the rules of Starbucks, but it seems like how would you return that? Um, maybe you took a couple of sips and you're like, oh, I bought a 20 ounce and I already took like three sips. You're, you could go, oh, well, I just won't buy it next time and continue to drink, which teaches you that it's okay to keep buying it. Or you can be like, oh, crap, I bought another one and I can't return it and I've already drank some and just pour it out right then and there. Throw it away. Teach yourself. Pay that 10 waste that $10 and you can look at it as wasting. To me, it's like you invested $10 in changing your habit. Like let's say the drink cost $10 and you threw it away because you realized that you made a mistake. That hurt you by $10. And then next time, you've invested $10 in not doing that. So your behavior, you have like a little more self-control power because you've invested in having self-control power because you threw it away. Or if you haven't drank it yet, if you haven't started it yet and you get to the office and you're like, oh, dang, I shouldn't have bought this double frapping Japan caramel mecca whatever, give it to a coworker. Again, you, you, you give up what was the problematic thing. You waste that $10, quote unquote. And this is a little more productive um, because it helps like build friendships and like it's a nice thing to do for someone else and whatever, whatever. So it helps you build the habits you want and it also might be able to make somebody's day. Um, so maybe you develop this rule like, yeah, if I mess up and I accidentally buy the Starbucks, I have to give it away to somebody. Um, cool. That'll drastically lower the amount of times you make that mistake because it costs you something. If making a mistake costs you nothing, it's not really a mistake. Or if it costs you so little that it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. Keep making the mistake, whatever. But if you can make it so that it costs you something to make that mistake, you will make the mistake way less. And I'm suggesting that by creating this mindset of finding a way to go back and fix it when you make a mistake, you are creating a cost for making that mistake. And now that it costs something, you're adding value to doing the right thing because doing the right thing is less expensive. It's more valuable because it doesn't cost you. And so you're more likely to do that in the future. So this is just a pro tip. We're, we're building ideas here. This has been part of a big, the major arc that started with the Puzzle Pieces episode. So this is like the seventh episode in this saga because, um, oh, you have Puzzle Pieces, you got Virtual Puzzle Pieces, you got the Millennium Puzzle, then you have the last episode from this one, which was uh, How to Change Your Type. That one was also related to um, Practice Makes Permanent, and now we're talking about going back and fixing it. So we're blending a lot of ideas together. We're putting them all in the pot, um, which is like thought soup. Um, that episode is also a good one. I'm going to write that up. Thought soup. Because um, that, that episode is talking about putting a bunch of ideas. They're like ingredients in a soup and put them in a pot. But then they're not ready overnight. Just like you're not going to change your habits overnight. The soup has to cook. The soup has to simmer. And that could take hours. That could take all day. And that simmering time is very important for getting good soup. So... We're, we're taking all these ideas, we're mixing them together, and we're going to throw them in the pot to make some soup. Um, but it might take some time. You might have to listen to some of these episodes more than once or, try, or find somebody and share the episode and talk with them or just share the idea and see what they think and bounce ideas off of them. Um, by participating in the idea, by talking about it, by thinking about it, by journaling about it, by getting someone else in on it and having a conversation, it makes it 
more real. It helps you understand where you had a misunderstanding or it helps you understand if it's a good idea or not because you really had to participate and chop it up. Um, so I would really encourage you to talk about this with somebody else, to you know experiment with the idea, to listen to the other episodes, to help because we're starting to get to the point where we're putting together a lot of ideas, even if it doesn't seem like it. If you, if you sat in each episode and you counted the different things I told you, we're getting like you're past counting on your toes um, at this point for this particular thing I'm trying to share today. Um, but uh, I do think it's good, and embarrassment sucks, but embarrassment is such a wonderful, lovely learning tool. I have this idea where you learn better when you're embarrassed. Like, when you're embarrassed... You, like, you remember. So if you can make yourself embarrassed on cue, and this is a technique to do that, going back and fixing it is kind of a way to force yourself to become embarrassed. It's such a good memory driver. You don't have to, like, force yourself to memorize it. It makes you interested in it because you don't want to be embarrassed again. Um, and hopefully this isn't, like, super painful or causing, like, mad, mad anxiety attacks and stuff like that. Um, you might have to start small. I was trying to just give you some ideas to explain the concept you don't have to do exactly what I was telling you because I don't know what your value system is and where you're trying to head and where you're at I don't know any of those things for you I was just giving you some random idea uh, examples to try and explain the concept but if you like it try uh, I'd say st like start by listening to all the episodes that are involved so you get like a bigger better picture of the idea and then try to go step by step and then once you've established some things you want to experiment with if you struggle with them and mess up then you can take you can try this step of going back and fixing it. Um, but this is definitely by far not the first step. Um, you have to do all the other stuff we talked about in the previous episodes for this to even apply. So this this is not something you should you should jump into. This is not step one. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting of an idea, and it's meant to be building on this How to Change Your Type, which was meant to build on the Puzzle Pieces podcast. So I really hope you listen to those two at least before you get here. And um, yeah, I uh, hope this is something that some of the people take off the shelf at the grocery store and use to um, create habits, create momentum, create stronger values that they actually act on. Um, in their real life. So yeah, this has been the Perspectal Podcast episode on Go Back and Fix It. And I hope you do. At least try it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you up front, none of what this episode today is about is fun or entertaining for the person that's going through it. It sucks the whole time. But the point of it is not to feel good. The point of it is to update your habits and have things that are more in line with your values so you can live a better life long term. And if throwing away a single Starbucks, spending that $10 or going back to Target to return that stuff, like if, if you can go through a half an hour or 10 minutes or $10 or whatever worth of discomfort and it helps you to like not buy Starbucks for the next month, like you come out way ahead in the long term. In a lot of different ways, you save money on all that Starbucks you didn't buy. You don't drink all that sugar. Maybe you start thinking more clearly because you're not hopped up on caffeine all the time. You make less plastic. You don't, you're like on time to work more because you're not making that detour to sit in line to buy all this. There's, there's all these things that could filter out from this that you don't even intend. Um, so 
uh, I'd say experiment. Go slow. Do one thing at a time. And then once you understand the consequences of that, once you get good at that, move on to the next thing. Don't, don't do too much at once because then you don't know what's working and what's not working. One thing at a time, step by step. If you mess up, go back and fix it. It's a pretty simple system. Doesn't mean it's easy. Simple and easy are not the same thing. But um, it's, it's something that's definitely possible and it doesn't happen, have to happen overnight. I think almost it's better if it takes a long time because if you step into it slowly, it's something you get used to. It's something that becomes a habit. It's not a trend. It's not some fad diet that you just fall out of as easy as you fell back in. No, you took it step by step to get in here and then it makes it more likely that you'll have to take it step by step to get out. Um, which is it, if it's something you want to keep, then that's kind of this help to you because every time you feel like messing it up, then you have all this investment in it and you're like, oh, it's hard to step out of this. This is what I know. This is what I'm used to. And you keep doing it out of habit, even on the hard days. That's the great thing about habit. If you set it up right, it's like you just want to do it. Like for me, I've been exercising since I was like, I don't know, like three I played sports since I was like six, and I'm like 30-something now, so I've, for more than two decades, I've almost constantly been in a sport and been exercising every day. Sometimes, I remember I clocked a day where I rode my bike for like 18 hours, which I'm not trying to brag, but I'm saying like I exercise a lot to the point where it's a habit. I feel bad when I don't exercise. My body tells me, hey, bro, get up and run. Go do stuff. Exercise now. Or is, And it's not something I force, have to force myself to do at all. It's a habit. It's something that's become a part of me because I've done it for so long. I've uh, attributed value to it. I've paid attention to it. I've spent my time on it. I've spent my money on it by gym memberships and, and, and protein powder and all this kind of stuff. I, I know about it. A lot of my friends exercise. My community, a lot of the, the people that are my friends and stuff are around the sports that I do and stuff like that. So it's very hard for me to just stop doing it because I've step by step into it, like made it a valuable thing. I've, I've become attracted to exercise. And so it's it's what I do on autopilot. And I'm saying you can do that for anything. Um, but be mindful about what you do that for because practice makes permanent. Ta-da! All right, I'm going to stop there. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. I think I've filled your brain enough for 40 minutes. So I'm going to sign off. It's been Jordan Tremaine, Perspective Podcast episode of Go Back and Fix It. If you think this content will be good for somebody and... You're not going to be a pushy boo-boo person and try and force somebody to change their behavior when they really don't want to. Share it. Sharing is good. Having conversations is good. I think if it's an idea worth sharing, try and share it. So tell a friend. But yeah, I'll talk to you guys later.